What is going on, Altered Nation? It's your boy, Matt, along with my friend, co-host, my bro Montana, my bro Migo. Man, I remember when those bro things were like really popular back when we were like in school. Uh, but anyways, Daniel's with me. What's up, Daniel? Hey, man. It's been a great day. Uh, for anyone who's listening, if I sound a little nasally, I'm dealing with... Uh, some allergies. Uh, shout out Kentucky. Shout out. Let's change our weather from spring for a couple of days and go back to winter. Uh, you know how it'd be. Um, but yeah, man, listen, we're here and we're just, uh, we're doing it, man. Yep. 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 Yeah. The weather has been, it has been, it's so, so my car, every time I get my car washed, it's like the next day, the environment decides to send as much pollen after my car as possible. Mm. And so I'll walk outside and it'll be like, the wet, the mother nature sneezed on my car Oof. and it's just yellow from top to bottom. And I'm like, I just cleaned this thing. I paid what, however much for it. What color is your car? It's black. So it's very, uh, very visible. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, it is crazy. Um, but yeah, awesome. Well, I don't want to waste too much time. Cause I think that the discussion that we have planned for today is going to probably take up a lot, a good chunk of our time. Cause it's something that, I believe that both of us have, for one, experienced, but also I believe it's something that we uh, we see very, very often now in churches, and that's uh, this idea of disagreement. We see people disagree over the smallest things and over the biggest things. Um, I think to start off this conversation, though, uh, and this may get, get the ball rolling a little bit, and I'll, I'll start with a question for you, Daniel. When you think of disagreement within the church what is like the first idea that comes to your mind um i think of people who man um i think of people who get easily offended whenever they are in disagreement because they some people just i say some people i think i just i've noticed a lot in church that people they just they feel like well if they disagree with me then they're just against me type mentality. Yep. So that's kind of what my mind goes to and just what I've witnessed growing up in church. Oh yeah, me too. And so and if anybody knows my story, like I have been in a few different camps of theology and mindsets and things like that. And it's like from every perspective I've been in, each perspective assumes that the other perspective is either like going to hell because of their perspective or they think that they are just downright terrible. Um, and so let's just, let's give some examples here. Let's get really practical. Um, let's just, you know, both of us grew up Pentecostal. So let's talk about Pentecostal for a minute. Um, have you experienced a, a, maybe a group of people, maybe a conversation you've had with someone where the people in the Pentecostal charismatic side would see people who are Baptist as like less than, have you encountered anything like that? Um, I don't. I have. I don't know if less than is the right word. I mean, if I'm, I'm sure for some people that's that is how they feel. Um, I would say that they just view people that are that might be of a different belief in terms of denomination as maybe misguided. Yeah. Or, yeah. or they've not opened up their heart or mind enough to the Word of God, or they're just misinformed. Probably along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And see, for me, I kind of encountered some of the extreme. Um, I told this story previously, but I'll tell it again for those who may have not listened to the episode. My brother um, left our, the church that we were going to at the time. It was a, a a Pentecostal church, and he started leading worship at a Baptist church. 
and I got pulled into an office and uh, essentially the, the pastor or the youth pastor for that matter told me that they fear that my brother has backslided because he's going to a Baptist church. Mm. And it's just like, it's like the moment that you see someone go into a space where there's just a totally different perspective, even though it may not be a major perspective, the first thing that they think of is this person's not in the family or this person is, is falling away from God because of their difference in perspective. Right. And I just think that, I think that Christians have not really properly learned how to disagree with one another. It has been a, um, man, it has been a, a, for me, I feel like my fight more is to show people that disagreements aren't a bad thing. It's actually a good thing because it allows us to grow in, in whatever is the truth. Even if we end up disagreeing with each other in the end, it helps us to, to learn and to grow. Um, and so really that's been something that's uh, that's been on my heart, uh, especially this week when we were talking about beforehand what we were going to talk about. There were two different ideas that we kind of bounced around. Uh, but this one's kind of been something I've been thinking about for quite some time, especially now that we're kind of on the tail end of this Asbury revival thing, because you mm-hmm. have one camp that's like, this is it. This is the great awakening. This is going to change the world. And then you have the other side that is a lot more on the reformed camps who are like, yeah, let's talk about what revival is because that's not it. And there's some that would even go as far as to say, some of these people may be demon possessed. I saw, I, I literally saw some videos like that where it was like people were worshiping and like going into it, and they're like, "Yeah, they're, what they're doing looks more like demon possession." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, can you guys just learn to like have a conversation?" Because I mean, think about the social media today. All we do is nobody wants to actually talk to each other. They just want to go and post in like the third person and be like. Some people believe that right. this Asbury revival is the good thing, but I say it's devil manipulation, yeah. and they don't have conversations with anybody. Have you seen like Have you seen those kind of posts where people do that kind of stuff? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's been very. I want like it's sad to an extent, but it's very like eye opening, and I would say even entertaining to a point. Like <laughs> this is actually a thing. Like this yeah, is right. actually a thing. Like, it's crazy. Dude. It's crazy what comes out of the woodwork for stuff like this. So yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. And so, and what's, it's crazy how many pastors do this stuff. And cause I, I know there was one, I, I remember this so specifically because uh, both one was my friend and one was a pastor where he posted something. Um, it was, it was like a John Piper video about, Oh gosh, I don't remember what it was. It was, there was it, it was one part in the video that was sent. I'm trying to think of how to describe this the best I can without sharing the entire video. But he says uh, in one part of the video that God looks beautiful if you have the example he gave was you your daughter flies through the windshield and she dies and the first thing that comes out of the the dad's mouth is God is still good and he says that, like, that makes God look beautiful and mm-hmm. when he posted that. The pastor, instead of talking to the person that shared the video, posted on Facebook and said, it's crazy to me that people think that death gives God... Like, it was just like a very... It was clear what it was talking, what they were talking about. And it was like, bro, this is just making the problem worse. And then as a response, this other person shared a post 
himself about the pastor, but also using the third person. It's amazing how people mm. don't confront the issues directly, but decide to post on Facebook instead. Yeah, And it's just a big drama fest, and people just don't know how to disagree with each other, man. Yeah, and it, it goes to the point, too, like, it, it just gets very personal. Yeah. Um, it, it gets re- very personal super fast. And I, and I understand, like, faith, in my opinion, uh, your relationship with God, it should be the most important thing in your life. Yep. Your faith. So when, like, we start thinking about what, what other people do, unless they're just straight up, like, blaspheming and, um, like, really, we just, we worry way too much. I, if we truly, like, would just trust in God and, like, what he's doing— God will speak to people and and will reel them back in if they're like going down a path that's kind of um, might, might not be the best or they might be off a little bit. Uh, so I, I just feel like a lot of that is it, we we get personal because uh, we feel very strongly about it, and I understand that. But also, I just we need to add a lot more grace to our lives for ourselves and for and for others. Um, it's just. I just feel like it's just a very hard way to live. It's, it's a very hard way to live, just constantly um, see, seeing things you don't agree with and and trying to find the wrong in what people are doing or, or, or what they say or how they feel uh, when it's over things that are so minute yes. uh, and things that don't really even matter. Um, so I don't know. It's just, and I could go on and on about that. I just, we, we just have to be careful. Yeah, it is it's really heartbreaking because you think about all think about the great and amazing things that that people of the Christian faith could do if they actually work together towards fixing the problems instead of complaining about the process by which they could fix the problem. Right. Like, I think we should do it this way. Well, I think we should do it this way. Well, I'm going to go start my own church because of it because you did something that way and like we've seen church I've seen churches split over the color of the carpet. I've seen churches split over people who believe that you know, infant baptism or or a post salvation baptism, and they just they argue over all of these things that 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 scripture doesn't even address directly. That's the thing that blows my mind is we create mm-hmm. problems, and we're like, oh well, well I believe that uh, you know that hell is eternal. I believe that hell is they get thrown into hell and they they not, they're just out of existence. Oh, we disagree. We're going to split a church. I believe right. that that Jesus was uh was had this color skin. I believe that Jesus had this color skin. Split a church, and it's just like we split churches and we split uh, com- faith communities over the smallest things. When I think, you know, I heard T. I, oh goodness, I'm about to quote T. D. Jakes. I never thought I would ever quote <laughs> T. D. Jakes. Um, something that T. D. Jakes said though, and I thought was really cool, is he said if you think about the the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. That you never, Jesus himself said this, like you never see a demon against a demon or a devil against a devil. Like they're a, a very, like the, the, the forces of however you want to see the, the kingdom of darkness, that force is pretty united and they're never fighting with one another. But, and yet you see the kingdom of light, the, the kingdom of God, the, the church of God, however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it arguing over the dumbest things and it just it blows my mind because we should be the most united people on earth like we should have no yeah we disagree on stuff but that's just being a human but you know and i saw this primary a lot more too within the uh 
when I was a when I dabbled in some Calvinism. It's almost like I'm talking mm. about drugs. Like <laughs> when I when I found myself dabbling with a little little Calvin, you know. But um, <laughs> I uh, one of the things that I heard a lot with them is they would use the phrase "You serve a different Jesus than I do." Whenever they would disagree mm. on something, and that always just bugged me because it was like just because we disagree about the idea of unconditional election or free will, they're like, yeah, you serve a different God than I do. Like your Jesus is not my Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that right there is one of the most destructive ways to approach it. Um, yeah. And so let me, let me ask you this, Daniel, and we can kind of take this conversation a little bit different now. Um, getting more practical if whenever you have a disagreement with someone, what would you say is a practical way to handle something like a disagreement? So I would say the first thing is usually disagreements today, they're, um, people very, feel very strongly about, you know, their, their take or their side when it comes to disagreement. And so yeah. I think the number one thing that anyone can do, and I've tried to be better about this because, you know, like I would say that I, I, I'm i not big on confrontation. Not that I like I don't mind doing it. It's just if I can try to avoid confrontation, I will because I, I want people to see, you know, um, just see like the the love of Jesus and all that I do. And sometimes when I try to confront people, I can be pretty aggressive on things. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, not that's a bad thing, but uh, it can happen with anyone, especially when you're passionate about something. But I think the most important thing is that conversation that needs to happen when two people disagree. It should be behind closed doors, or it should be away from other people. Number yes. one, because sometimes you know when people are passionate about something and they're trying to discuss something, discuss disagreements, things can be said or overheard and misinterpreted from like what they were meaning in that conversation. For example, if me and you are talking about something and, and Hannah overhears something that you're saying, uh, it can be taken completely out of context Yeah, and, sure. it, it, and, and it could really add, you know, uh, fuel to the fire. It's like, Oh my gosh, well, Matt feels this way or yada, yada. And I feel like sometimes, and I'll, and this, the second part to that is I feel like whenever two people are in a disagreement about something, Sometimes things can be said um, that um, might not come out the right way. And if someone else hears that, they'll, they can take that and run with it. Um, so number one, I think the most important thing is that it should be away from other people, just a one-on-one setting um, so that both people can be heard and both people need to be open to reunification. All right. And I say that because usually when there's a disagreement, uh, you there, there's not unity there, obviously, because yeah. you you have two completely opposite sides when it's like a hardcore disagreement. Um, I think going into the the conversation about this particular issue, the it should be stated at the very beginning is all right. So we're going to talk about this thing, but the reason we're talking about it, number one, most important thing is so that we can find common ground. So we can sure, we can yeah. we can put out there what we what we need to say and how we feel. But by the end of this conversation, we're going to find common ground and we're going to love each other and we're going to leave this conversation unified. So I know where you stand, you know where I stand, but we can still love each other. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one thing that I I, I thought is, is, is really productive for me, and I don't do this as much anymore because nobody 
it's it's really hard to have these conversations with people. Um, but like you said, for one, never, ever, ever do it. Never argue with someone. I, you know, I'll go as far as to say never, ever argue with someone over social media, ever. Mm, um, yeah. s- stay away from comment sections because, and I've been guilty of this, my goodness gracious, especially when I dabbled with the Calvinism. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just so much fun to say. Um, <laughs> when I was in that camp, when people would post stuff, it's like I would go in their comment section and be like, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I would... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's a there's a meme that was posted that um, maybe we could find the picture and share it below. Listen, MacArthurites, where you at, guys? Where yeah, right. At? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such a funny meme. Um, yeah, I would be that guy, be like, actually, you know, I, you, the Bible says this, Paul says this, the context is this. In, in my mind, I was like, they're gonna read this and they're gonna have their lives changed forever. Like they're gonna read this and be so unbelievably, they're they're gonna have an awakening because of my yeah. um, theological statement. But right. the reality is, what ends up happening is is either one of their friends or them will go reply to my comment and be like, "Well, actually, you know," and then it, <laughs> and then we start having just a massive disagreement. Uh, just you know, over and we and by the end of it, it's like both of us kind of like hate each other. We disrespect each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it just never works out in a positive way. So, like sure. Daniel said, like is pull them to the side, have a face to face conversation with someone. I know that's so foreign in twenty first century America right now. Um, but have a face to face conversation with them. Buy them a meal if you need to confront someone. Um, I would also say too that before you even bring up the thing that you disagree with, like. Learn to love that person beforehand. Uh, mm. That that way, you know how to talk to them and have that kind of conversation. Um, but yeah, like I mean, when you and even when you're talking about, it, yeah, the common ground is is huge. Yeah. Um, and because it helps you for one see that you know we both love Jesus. Like, let's just say that was the only common ground you could get to is we both love Jesus, but we disagree on everything else. Sure. That's that's still an amazing place to be. It's like. You know, we're we're both in the family of God. We don't agree on anything other than that. But like I like, we can still change the world for the kingdom of God because we have the love of God in us. And so, I just think it's it's important that we handle it in, in a loving way and not in a way where it's like, you know, I fear that you're going to hell because you believe this about baptism. You know, it's right. it's just it, it blows my mind. And so, so let me let me switch gears a little bit here. Uh, and ask you this question: is, is there any? Is there any like the one thing that I know that people ask are probably going to ask from this is where is the line where it's like we disagree so much that maybe we do need to have a conversation with someone and say, hey, like this belief is just dangerous. Like it could it could be harmful to you, harmful to the people around you. Um, do you have maybe some examples or maybe? Uh, you know, either something that's happened in the past, or maybe I like certain ideas that people have about theology or something. Where you're like, at that point is when I probably need to talk to them and tell them that there's something wrong. What would you say? You know, like what that where that line is, or if there even is a line to be found there. I think that's a great question, and so I think first off, um, it's important to hear someone out before you ever try to confront that. Um, and, and the reason I, I say that because I've, I've had kids in youth group before and that's my context for most of my ministry stuff. 
Um, so I've had kids before, they'll read the Bible on their own, which obviously I encourage, um, and they'll come up with something and they'll, they'll say it out loud. And <clears throat> I know it's, it's easy when you hear something that you feel like is kind of dangerous to be like, we've got to shut it down right this second. Like we cannot go another minute letting this person think this is really how it is. And I, and I totally get it. You don't want anyone to to be led astray. Totally get it. But yeah. I think the most important thing is to ask, okay, so like how did you come to that conclusion? And the reason that I, I say that because if you find out why someone is believing something a certain way or why they interpret something a certain way out of the Bible or, or something that's related to theology, I think you'll you'll be able to see kind of like their heart behind it. Most people who disagree or not disagree, most people who have like an opinion that might seem kind of like, like, like dangerous is either because, um, they're, they, they've had life experiences that are kind of skewing how they view things in the Bible which sure. I, I think is very, very common. Heck, I'm a pastor and like I have I've had life experiences really skew how I view God and view people. So that's yeah. that's something I've dealt with in my life. So it could be a life experience that they've had. Uh, or it could just be that um, they are they're, they're new to reading the Bible. Heck, I don't know how to read the Bible the best way. Like I, I'm always trying to learn and trying to figure out the best way to to read God's word and to stay informed. But you you deal with people who might be new to the faith and and they're 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 trying just like anyone else. Um, so I think the, the most important thing starting off is to hear how they came to a conclusion, so you can be informed on how they're seeing things. Um, if you can view or see things from someone else's point of view, I think it'll open up your your heart and your mind, and you can speak their language to get them to kind of, I don't know, see it in a different light. Now, if it's something that is um, that's kind of going against like who Jesus is and and who he was, and we're talking about like like solid biblical like foundations that should not should never be tampered with. Like, was Jesus the son of God? Like, it's, that's a really big one. Obviously, Jesus was the son of God. Uh, did Jesus really die for our sins? Yeah, absolutely he did. Uh, yep. if, we're, if we're talking things like that, um, my, I, I would encourage you to, obviously depending on the context, I would get someone who is like, someone who's a pastor. And I, I know like every context is different. Um, but I would get someone who is a pastor because if it's someone in your church, they obviously they're going to your church. They respect your pastor enough and they respect his opinion enough to, you know, hear them out and to not think the absolute worst because most pastors like they're, they're shepherds. They're supposed to, they're, they're there to help their people. And most church people know that. Um, so if you really feel unsettled about something after hearing it and you don't know what to do, it is totally cool to call in reinforcements and to and just to get help. And because honestly, pastors they deal with a lot of questions day in and day out, whether that's at church or whether it's in the secular world or you know what have you. So I, I definitely think having someone else to kind of to to help walk through that. Um, because nine times out of 10, if you don't know how to handle a question or how to handle approaching someone about something like that, your pastor has probably already done it. So that's, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, that's so good because I think that people don't 
understand, man, what you just said is, is so powerful about the, we don't know people's life experience, what they, what they went through to get to some of those conclusions. Like for example, the church, uh, there may be people who have totally decided to stay away from the church, not because of a, a, they went to scripture and they're like, ah, you see, I, the script, Paul said this. So I came to that conclusion. It's more the church totally screwed me. And because of that, I, I don't want to be a part of it. And it just helps to have those conversations. Instead of hearing someone say, I'm leaving the church, and you'd be like, ah, well, let us pull out our Bibles, and let me tell you why you're wrong about that. Like, <laughs> right. we instead, like you said, listening, that is one of the, I would go as far as to say, that's probably the most loving thing that you can do in a conversation is listen. Because uh, yeah. we live in a culture today where we we build everything on... As I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next without actually taking into account the rest of the things that you're saying. I'm thinking about my next statement before even you finish, mm-hmm. and and that's that's it's pride. It's if we're being honest, like that's just what it is. It's pride. It's we we want to dominate the conversation um, naturally, but I think the most loving thing we can do, especially in the space of disagreement, is just simply learn to listen. Um, and so that that's that is that is so unbelievably important. Um, as far as like doctrines go, I think that if we're not careful, uh, and I've seen this happen before too in, in some churches, um, whether it's from a distance or personally, is it's one thing to talk to someone and they disagree with something and they firmly believe it based on scripture, all this stuff, and it's it's a big problem. It's mm-hmm. another thing if someone's just asking questions. Right. Um, I think that we have to create space for questions, even if the questions that are being asked are unbelievably scary. Like, cause there, there's been times yeah. where I've had conversations with people where they're like, you know, I'm losing faith and even like there being a God, I don't see much proof of a God. Like, mm-hmm. and they're asking all these questions and instead of like the bet, like, you know, I'm, there's been times I've not handled stuff like that. Well, I would try to answer it with proof and all this stuff. But the thing that actually brought them more to the light in those kind of conversations was saying, like, hey, like, even though you're asking these questions, God doesn't think any less of you because you're asking these questions. You're, ju- right. you're just trying to be the best you you can be, and you're actually seeking out the truth. And I, and I think that's something to be um, to respect, no matter what the questions are. The thing that we have to do, though, as people who hear these questions, is not throw up a barrier of defense and start arguing. I think the best way that we can handle those kind of conversations is to be like, let's see if we can kind of point them to better questions and those better questions lead them to the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, if it's about the, uh, the identity of Jesus, like, Oh, well, you know, there's, there, there, what if the disciples were, uh, hallucinating when they said they saw Jesus, like, well, maybe we could point them to a better question of like, why would the author write something like this? And, and what was going on during that time? Like you could point them to such better questions. And as they're trying to seek out those better questions, they actually find the answers to all the other questions, or they realize that the other questions weren't even as important. Right. And so I just think it's really important, man, what you said is so, so huge because that is something that I wish that people would have did with me is because I, I know I've had some experience that, that uh, influenced a lot of our my beliefs about Christianity or about Jesus and or about the Holy Spirit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most destructive times for my life when wrestling with that stuff was when people would come to me and 
all they would want to do is argue with me as to why I'm wrong and not try to just simply listen to my questions. Even if I'm wrong, like just hear me out and let me let me get my thoughts out and see see what the Lord wants to do with those thoughts. Um, well, let me let me ask you this, Daniel, too, and this is this one may be a little bit more personal for a lot of people listening to this. What if the disagreement is with the pastor? Like, what if your pastor is leading your church and he's preaching on things that you think are could be destructive? At what point do you say? I have to leave this church and what point do you or what point do you say like you know what I'm going to stay rooted here but I'm actually going to try and have a conversation with my pastor and see why he believes what he believes like how would you handle something like that if it's your pastor who's having those issues Man that is a great question and I got to really tread the waters carefully because my pastor listens to this podcast. Um, so no, I'm just kidding. He does. He does listen. <laughs> he does listen to it. But uh, I, I'm not going to say anything, you know, off the wall or off color. So, man, that's a hard question to answer. And I'll tell you why. Because I I feel like most pastors that I've ever sat under, um, I've 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 never had one that's really had something that I've. Um, really disagreed with and that's not saying much because like i'm i'm pretty easy going and i'm not one to really you know question things to a certain extent um but if you're really bad like dealing with something that you that you that you heard and it's not sitting right with you um and you're trying to find the line of like okay so like at what point is it like this is a pretty big deal um and at what point is there like no return and like it, it's just it's best to distance myself here is what i would say if what is being preached taught um is troubling you obviously have the conversation first um and then listen to 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 your pastor as to why they feel that way let your pastor listen to you and be open and honest about everything um if if you don't come to resolution that is causing you to leave that disagreement and, tr- and trying to like, I don't want to say manipulate, but if it, if it's causing you to want to tell other people in that church about like how the pastor's doing this and it's wrong, if, if, if it's leading you to like try to cause any sort of like strife or division in the church, that's, that's definitely when you should leave. Um, yeah. If it's if it's something that you feel you know very strongly about and and it's and it's not what the pastor is saying to be true or correct and it's causing you to want to you know get other people on your side that's when you got to start cutting ties uh, number one because you don't want to it, it it's it's not worth causing division N- nothing is worth causing division at at, at the very beginning. Uh, we talked about kind of what happens when you disagree with someone, right? You 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 want to talk with them away from other people, number one, and two, find common ground. If you cannot find common ground and it's, it's to the point to where like, man, like I, I cannot go another Sunday and listen to him knowing that he feels this strongly about it. That's going to lead to you wanting to tell other people about it. And it's yeah. just natural because you, you want you want to feel like you're 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 heard and that you're not crazy for one, you know. Yeah, right. And and, and that can lead to a division being sown, and 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 we don't want to do that ever. And number two, you don't want to be known as that person who causes division. Sure. Um, yeah. Because I feel like once you start doing that. 
no matter where you go, that's always going to be in the back of your mind. Um, and and it, it can really impact how you are as a member at, 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 at other places. Um, so that's kind of what I would say if it's, if it's getting to the point to where like I, I've, it's, it's like me versus him. Um, it's best just to cut ties, be prayerful. Um, you know, obviously be, if it's, if it's that important, be firm where you stand. Um, I just, I just caution people, you know, don't, don't die on that hill and, and, and cause division. Cause that, that's, that's what churches desperately do not need right now. Yeah. 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 I have a, a couple thoughts with, with this question myself, um, as you were talking, man, cause that was, you got my mind going a million miles an hour right now. Um, one is if you do get to that place where you end up leaving, at no point do I think it's ever, 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 ever acceptable to start uh, slandering the pastor or slandering the church members, even if what they believe is just totally opposite of you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that it is the most unloving thing. I I can't remember what I saw a clip today. Actually, I do not remember who said it. Um, but the person essentially said, I think it was actually Billy Graham clip, if I remember correctly. Um, but it was like slander is one of the most destructive tactics of the enemy that he has mm. because it seems so harmless, but it's actually something that sows more hatred and more anger than anything else. Um, and, and you know, I've been I've been so guilty of this. My goodness, I've been so guilty of this. Where I would leave a church or leave a group of people. And the first thing I wanted to do was tell everybody about why I left and all the yeah. problems I had with the pastor, naming them out by name. And it just did nothing good. So I, I don't think for one, I don't think that's at all helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, uh, don't you know, you never want to be the person that church hops. So you're, there's always going to be something that you disagree with, with every church that you go to. Um, so my my suggestion is never to find the perfect church um because you're never going to find it. It's it's sure. you're you're just not going to find it. So the, if you search out a perfect church that believes with everything you believe, then you're you're going to be upset. Like the church I go to is the best church I ever went to in my life and I have disagreements with with some things there. And it's not like nothing major. It's like tiny minute things, but it's just because I'm human. Like we disagree with stuff. I disagree with Daniel on some stuff and we yeah. like, we're still, you know, best friends. And so it's just, it's, you're never going to find the perfect church. But then there's, there's one more thing. And I'll say this, how important the conversation is with your pastor. Ask some, like I was, again, I was dabbling. I'm going to say it again. Cause I love saying it. I was dabbling <laughs> with the Calvinism. Um, and my brother did a whole message and he said something that kind of refuted Calvinism. And I remember, this was like I think three or four years ago, and I asked my brother if we could like have a conversation because I, I was ready to just tear him a new one because I disagree with him so much. Mm-hmm. By the end of the conversation, he had quoted something from Marty Solomon. I had not at this point ever listened to him, and he's po- he pointed me to the Bama podcast, and like I know I quote Bama podcast every single episode we've done so far. I don't even care. Shameless, <laughs> um, and. From that conversation, actually, that that started me on my journey to being where I am now, where I actually find myself disagreeing with how I used to be entirely mm-hmm. in the best of ways, not because like what I believed before was, was evil or anything like that, but because now I'm starting to see things for how they are 
And it all came from just having a conversation and hearing why the pastor believed what he believed. And it made me better for it because I realized that there was some error in me. And that's that may be true for even those who are listening, that you have a conversation with your pastor and by the end of it, maybe you realize that what you are carrying into that conversation actually is wrong. Mm, and yeah. and that needs to be modified. And it, because, But if you don't have the conversation, you just leave. Like, I've seen it happen. We've had some people that went to our church um, at Dream, and uh, I'm not going to I won't. I won't give any specifics. But, call them by name. <laughs> yeah, let me call Let me call them out. I'm taking back everything I said about slandering. No, <laughs> um, but they they left our church, and they went and, you know, started their own thing, which was fantastic. Like, people disagree with us. They, they felt like they should leave. Like, God bless them. But we had people that either came to our church and was like, you know, we heard this about your church, but now we realize it wasn't even true. Or we heard people that wouldn't come to our church because of some things that some of these people had said when they left. Uh, things that were just, for one, false, but also, I mean, even some things that were true that they disagreed with, and and it caused division amongst even people within our family because of some of the things they heard. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it, it's, it is so destructive to the kingdom of God even if you like again, it could be a you could be a, a let's just say like a Republican versus a Democrat, the complete polar opposites. Um, it, it's so destructive when you have a a let's say a Republican Christian and a Democratic progressive Christian. Like when you, when all you're doing is is slandering one another and it's pushing that void even further apart. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just so destructive, and so that's what I would would kind of say on the matter. Um, but yeah, that's that man. That's this has been a, a fantastic conversation, and what my my prayer is is that those who are listening to this uh, would learn to properly disagree with someone without it resulting in in anger and and malice and slander, uh, but would result in something uh, like love. But that's that's all that I I really have uh, today, Daniel. Is there anything else that you want to say before we kind of wrap this up? No, I would just underscore it by saying. Um, be careful on what hill you choose to die on. And I don't, I know that's a very common saying. Um, I've heard it recently and I don't know where it originally came from, but um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being passionate about how you believe and what you feel. Uh, but when it comes to disagreement, oftentimes, especially in churches, the, the stance says, well, this is how I feel. And like, this is the heel I'm going to die on. I don't care what anyone else says. I don't care what they think. Like I am not budging even an inch on this subject. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's fine. But you just have to be willing to accept what's going to happen after you take a stance like that and you shall not be moved. Right. Um, so I would just caution people. Um, I mean, look at the life of Jesus. He was someone who was slow to speak. Um, as Christians, we should be slow to speak. We should be quick to pray. Uh, but Jesus asked a lot of questions. He asked a lot of questions, and he was very informed whenever he met people who weren't like him, you know, uh, or, or who didn't really have any ideas or, or thoughts about who God truly was. 
Um, and that's, that's how we have to be in all things, whether we're talking with someone who's a seasoned Christian who we do agree with, or someone who is not like us, we, we have to be slow to speak and we have to ask, ask questions. There, there was, I forgot what the exact number is, but the amount of questions that Jesus asked in the Bible versus, you know, things that he said, like it's, it's crazy. Like Jesus asked way more questions than, uh, like, as opposed to like things that he would just just tell people. Uh, so that should say something about how we should live our lives as, as Christians so that we can be unified. Yeah, for sure, man. So good. Well, Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's, um, actually we're about 40 minutes. I didn't yeah. expect that. Well, Boy. probably a little bit less. Um, I know that we are having to edit out a little bit. So, and we'll probably throw us <laughs> in at the end as a blooper or something. <laughs> Um, but I totally, this time was at the time we're recording this is the time change where time went forward an hour and man, I, I just totally blanked on one of the questions that I asked, uh, asked him. And so I had to, uh, <laughs> take a brief intermission, but we'll probably th- slap it there on the end. But anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's been, man, this, this has been a great conversation even for me because yeah. there's some, there's some things that I can improve on in the realm of disagreement. Um, cause I, I, I am a. I love to argue, uh, not necessarily in a way that's destructive. I, my heart is well in it, but I tend to get excited, and it comes off as really uh, jerkish. Um, I just love like debating, and like because debating actually makes me better. Because the more I press someone on an issue, and the more they have a defense for it, the more I may see that my issues or my uh, convictions are not necessarily the best. Sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, man, and. It, this is what episode? What episode are we in now? Is this like seventeen? I think oh, we're getting in it, man. Like there's, man, there's, there's been, no turning back. Yeah, we've been cooking now, man, and you know now we're kind of getting to a place. What I think we still have a little while before we get to this, where we think about how we want to close out like a season and start like a new season or something. Um, but man, this has been a, a, a lot of fun, and and I hope you guys are are, are still trucking with us. Uh, to those who have listened to every episode so far, uh, I know there's a, a small handful that have been doing that, man, you guys are the real ones. The ones yes. who stuck with us and, and the good and the bad. I know where some of our early episodes, I go back and listen to some of our stuff and it's like how we talked about some stuff was a little bit cringe. Cause it's like, we were still trying to figure out this whole podcasting thing. And, um, and, and there's some, it was just funny. The quality has even changed <laughs> with some stuff. And right. For and, sure. But oh, the and, one and, thing and, that remains is our track. Our intro and outro <laughs> track is still banging, bro. That's right. That's right. Listen, that's that is the hill that we will die on. That's right. There's that, and then there's also the altered nation out. That's that's <laughs> the two the two things that always remain. Even and we've kind of embraced the cringe on that. That's just fun to say at this point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, but yeah, so uh, that's gonna be it for this episode. We hope that you would. Uh, continue trucking along with us. If you have any questions, we have an email down below that you can uh, reach out to us on. And uh, yeah, as always, we are thankful and we love you guys for uh, your support. And we will see you guys in the next one. Altered Nation out. Altered Nation out.